0: Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a cafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Did you see the video from the restaurant in Raleigh, North Carolina, where a racist white woman named Nancy Goodman walks right up to two young black customers there and calls them stupid niggers right to their face? The next day, when Nancy Goodman was confronted about it by the local media, she not only refused to apologize, but said that she'd say it again and was glad that she said it the first time. Today, I'm not so much going to examine this incident, but I'm going to push back on one popular response that I've seen, not just to Nancy Goodman, but to Trump and the rise of public bigotry and racism in the United States. And the response is this. And maybe you've said it before yourself. It's some version of this. At least now we know where they stand. Now, I know what you mean when you say this, but let me teach us something about the nature of racism today. All right. Let's dig in. This is Sean King and you are listening to The the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. Earlier this week at the Bonefish Grill, which is like a slightly nicer version of Red Lobster, and I've been to a Bonefish Grill before, earlier this week at the Bonefish Grill in Raleigh, North Carolina, two young black women were just there having a nice meal together. When an older white woman who was also there in the restaurant as a customer decided that she really, really didn't like the fact that the black women were speaking loud enough to each other that she heard them. Now, this isn't new. Anything above a whisper from black folk seems to bring out the bigotry in a lot of white folk all over the country. Now They can stand eating in the same establishment with you as long as you stay quiet and get out of their way. But these two black women decided to actually speak loud enough so they could hear each other. And Nancy Goodman was just distraught about it. So much so that she actually reported it to the managers that she was bothered that these two black women were speaking loudly to one another. But the managers, who did nothing because black people are now actually allowed to speak above a whisper in 2019, so Nancy Goodman decided to take matters into her own hands and decided to confront the two black women face to face. And I have to play that clip for you, all right? tell us that we are the rudest people that she has ever met. Look at her. She told us we are getting off work, we're paying for our food just like everybody else. And she told us that we are the rudest people ever. Here's the thing, because she knew, here's the thing, what you, gotta, what you gotta understand is that you don't know what people going through, if you wanna come over here. Yeah, she she ain't come over come here. Yes, she will. Yes, she I will. will. Don't, gonna, don't, don't Don't, don't yeah. Yeah. We have have real really stuff. are black, and I love them. We, 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 we never said anything about I'm color. I'm we like never said we anything. So here's have. the thing. Let me understand. You're too loud. We're too in loud. In your opinion. In your opinion. Let me show you my money. It's just as green as yours. Wow, how you're so stupid, nigga? Stupid? Stupid? <laughs> Yeah, Nancy Goodman walked right up to these two black women and called them stupid niggers right to their face. Hard R. She emphasized the hard R very clearly, called them stupid niggers right to their faces. Then the next day, when confronted about it by local reporters there in Raleigh, Nancy did something that we really haven't seen in recent history. And I fancy myself to be a bit of an expert at tracking public bigotry. And this was new when confronted about calling two black women stupid niggers right to their face in a public restaurant. Nancy Goodman told a local reporter that not only was she not ashamed and wouldn't apologize, but that she was glad she said it and damn it, she meant it. I want to play that audio for you as well. All right, here we go. What about your use of the N-word? I use that word because they forced me into it. Do you see how that's incredibly offensive? Yes, I do. That's why I said it. Now, that's new. And when I say new, I I mean that typically when confronted face-to-face with their own open racism and explicit bigotry, really before this year, Most white folk would relent and apologize, somehow express remorse. But not Nancy Goodman, not in 2019. She's sticking with it. And of course she is. Her own president, just a few miles away right there in North Carolina, held a Klan rally just last week where his supporters openly chanted, send her back, send her back, talking about our friend Congresswoman Ilhan Omar while he basked in the glory of it all for a full 13 seconds. So, of course, Nancy Goodman believes that she can be open and flagrant with her confrontational bigotry because the president of the United States does the very same thing. So why not her? But for just a few moments today, I want to push back on one particular response that I see, and I think it's well-meaning, and I even understand it. Sometimes I even emotionally kind of agree with it, but today I want to push back on something that I keep hearing over and over again and tell us why it's problematic. Every time Trump says something racist, every time we have another Nancy Goodman moment, where somebody is just openly, brazenly racist, I see some version of this same response, not from a few people, I see it from thousands of people, including well-known, verified folk, all right? The response goes something like this, all right? At least now we know how they feel. Or I see something like this. I'd rather them be open with it than hide it and keep it to themselves. Have you seen or heard that before? At least now we know how they feel, or I'd rather them be open with it than hide it and keep it to themselves. Because I see people saying that every day. And listen, I understand this notion that we would rather know that somebody is a racist than not know, assume they aren't, but behind the scenes they actually are. I understand that. But that oversimplifies and, and really misunderstands the very nature of racism itself. Let me break it down. Break it down, down, down. Racism is a virus. It spreads. It grows. And what we are experiencing right now in the United States is not just an explosion of hate crimes, where real people are being assaulted and maimed and harassed and killed, we're experiencing that. We are right now at the peak of hate crimes in modern American history. But we're also experiencing the most widespread normalization of racism and bigotry in this country in generations. And those two things, the public normalization of racism and bigotry and the spike in hate crimes, those two things are deeply connected. When racism and bigotry and misogyny and sexism and xenophobia and Islamophobia, when hate is normalized in this country, it doesn't simply stop with you now being informed of who's racist and who isn't. It spreads. It has victims. When white supremacists marched on Charlottesville, openly saying that they were there in great part to represent Donald Trump They killed people. They ruined people's lives. And maybe you're forgetting, but we've had a horrible surge in violent attacks from white supremacists all over this country. And trust me, the people and families of these attacks would much rather hear me. The people who have been targeted and attacked by racists and bigots and white supremacists, would much rather those bigots have kept their bigotry to themselves. See, when it's publicly acceptable for you to walk right up to two black women and call them stupid niggers in the middle of an upscale restaurant and then stand by it, it doesn't just stop there. Yes, we all now know that Nancy Goodman is a racist. But trust me, those two women who were on the other end of that, they're not grateful for that moment. They're not glad that they now get to know that Nancy Goodman, a woman whose name and voice they should have never heard or known, Nancy Goodman should have sat right there in the Bonefish Grill and kept her bigotry to herself. This notion that Nancy Goodman is now doing us some type of favor, By not just announcing to the world, hello, I'm a racist, but by expressing it to someone in an abusive way, she's not doing us a favor. It's not better for those two women to have experienced this. Listen, Donald Trump did not do Congresswoman Ilhan Omar a favor when he allowed his followers and encouraged his followers to chant, send her back, send her back. That has made her less safe. It makes all Muslims and all refugees and all immigrants less safe. He didn't do that to Congresswomen Ilhan Omar and Ocasio-Cortez and Rashida Tlaib and Anna Presley. Trump didn't do that when he tweeted them. He didn't tweet that he wanted them to go back to their country just so he could do us a favor and and let us all know that he's a racist. Like, that's not what's happening there. He not only put a target on their back, he lowered the bar, drastically lowered the bar for what everyday people then feel like they can say and do to all people of color. This idea, this thing we tell ourselves, well, at least now we know he's racist. Listen, yeah, it would be great if we could just somehow know who's racist and who isn't. But that's not how it works. It's not a good thing when people feel so safe, so comfortable, and so protected in their bigotry that they can do whatever they want with it. It's dangerous. So yeah, it is a bit of a unintended benefit that when Nancy Goodman calls two black women nigger that we now all get to know that Nancy Goodman is a bigot. But I would rather Nancy have kept all of that shit to herself, eat her meal and understand that she can't speak to people this way. I would rather politicians not lead their followers in racist chants or to tweet racist tweets. And I say this as someone who literally needs security to get around this country safely, I say this as someone who helped put violent bigots behind bars, it's not a good thing that bigotry is spreading and growing because its normalization leads down a dark, slippery slope. The normalization of open bigotry is what has caused the Trump administration to issue a Muslim ban. It's what caused the Trump administration to separate refugee children, even infants, from their parents. Then deport the parents on purpose and keep the kids and send the kids off to foster homes just to be cruel. Open bigotry. It might make you a little bit more informed about who's who, but it does a hell of a lot more than just that. The bigotry itself is harmful, but the harm that it inspires is costing people their lives. So let me close with this thought. Anytime bigotry is normalized, it puts real people in danger. Anytime people grow more and more comfortable with their open bigotry, it puts real people in danger. So no, no, it's not better that we all know where Trump stands. We already knew where he stood when he called for the Central Park Five to be executed in 1989. We knew where he stood when he was sued by the government for racism and housing discrimination in 1973. We already knew he was a bigot. And we're not just getting more informed. He's causing real people harm. Nancy Goodman is causing real people harm. And bigots bigots across the country are doing just that. And when leaders begin expressing open bigotry the way that Trump's doing right now, it opens doors that are going to be very hard for us to shut back. Break it down. The break Thank you all so much for making it all the way through this episode of The Breakdown. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, what are you waiting for? Because we'll be right back here every single weekday breaking down important news stories and issues, and we'd love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Catchbox or Stitcher or whatever it is. And please share this podcast with your friends and family because our next big goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers and we're not going to get there without you. Now, have you left your review yet? On Apple Podcasts, we now have over 9,755 star reviews and we're almost at 10,000, so we still want to hear from you. So please leave your best, most detailed review when you get some time. Of course, thank you to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star whose generosity even makes this podcast possible. We love and appreciate each of you so very much. And if you love this podcast and you want to support our work or you want to see the show notes and transcripts for each episode, we'd love it if you'd consider becoming a founding member of our community at thenorthstar.com. There we not only have our podcast, but hundreds of original articles and stories and commentaries from some of the leading scholars and thinkers and journalists in the world. Lastly, a shout out to my assistant, our associate producer, Lissandra, and our podcasting director and senior producer, Willis. Also to Keisha, Jeff, Richard, and everybody for their hard work on this and every episode. Take care, everybody. been working at Santa's workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity mobile to Xfinity internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity internet required for mobile.